Well, howdy, Huda Thunkers. This is your host, Zeb, of the Huda Thunkin' Podcast, Season 2, Episode 14. Uh, this episode's a bit heavy, uh, so I wanted to start it out with a recommendation segment that's not heavy, uh, separate from the episode content itself. I want to recommend Red Rising. Now, now my fiancé and I got into a sci-fi book series about a miner on Mars. In this future, mankind has colonized the solar system. The future society has a pyramid structure where the ones at the top get to reap all the wealth and those at the bottom are given a life of struggle and sacrifice. This Martian miner named Darrow is given the chance to escape his life of suffering and subjugation. What follows is one of the best-paced action sci-fi stories I've ever heard. I'm currently on book five, titled Dark Age, and the author Pierce Brown is currently working on book six. So check it out if you can. Red Rising. It's really awesome. I put the cover art for uh, book five on the accompanying blog post. It's just a cover, so it doesn't give anything away. But it looks really cool, and if you want to check that out. Like I said, just a heads up, this week's episode was emotionally difficult for me. It may also be a bit emotional for you. That's why I kept it kind of short. Oh, and here we go for the actual episode. Little Rock, Arkansas, 1984. A man who calls himself Jimmy is laying frail and weak in a hospital bed. No one has come to visit Jimmy since he has been admitted, and because of fear, no hospital staff will enter his room unless absolutely necessary. Jimmy has been diagnosed with what was then called GRID, which stands for Gay-Related Immune Disease. This disease was later called HIV-AIDS. At the time, in 1984, little was known about HIV. As Jimmy lays on his deathbed, suffering alone and calling out for his mother, a stranger hears him. The stranger is at the Little Rock Hospital just to visit a friend. Her name is Ruth Coker Burks. She notices that despite his cries, the nurses and other hospital staff are avoiding Jimmy's room. For reasons unknown to even herself, Ruth decides to console Jimmy and go in there. He only weighs around 100 pounds. Ruth notices he is so pale, it is difficult to discern his body from the hospital bedsheets. Jimmy tells Ruth he wants to see his mom, and Ruth goes to the nearest nurse's station to relay the message and even call Jimmy's mother herself. The nurses laugh at Ruth and tell her that no one has come to see Jimmy and no one will. When Ruth contacts Jimmy's mother, she refuses to see him. Ruth returns to Jimmy's bedside, at which point the young man says, Oh, Mama, I knew you'd come. Of course, Ruth doesn't correct Jimmy. Instead, she accepts Jimmy's palliative care, staying by his bedside for 13 hours until he dies. Ruth contacts Jimmy's mother to tell her that her son has passed away. She is horrified to learn that his mom won't even claim Jimmy's body. After being rejected numerous times, Ruth is able to find a funeral home that will accept Jimmy. However, they won't touch his body and will only cremate him. Ruth pays for the cremation and places Jimmy at Jimmy's ashes in a cookie jar. That's all she had. And places the jar in her family cemetery. Burks began to receive regular phone calls after this this incident with Jimmy, initially from hospitals and later from AIDS patients themselves, ultimately contributing to the care of over 1,000 people over three decades. With assistance from her daughter, Burks buried more than 40 AIDS victims in her family cemetery. While her, because their parent, their families wouldn't, they disowned them. While her patients were still alive, Burks helped them uh, to appointments, obtain medications, apply for assistance, and arrange their funerals. She also kept supplies of AIDS medications such as uh, Zidovidine uh, in her pantry due to many local pharmacies not providing it. I saw this all came to me by seeing a meme on Reddit that was touching, and I had to look more into her. 
I was scrolling through Reddit the other day when I saw this meme and something told me I had to look into this woman's story. Since then, I've been brought to tears reading about her compassion quite a few times. Uh, she shed a few tears. It's, it's pretty amazing. She's kind of like a hero. What society saw due to her work with AIDS, Burks and her daughter were shunned by local community by their local community and on two occasions crosses were burned in their yard by the Ku Klux Klan. Burks received financial assistance from gay bars in Arkansas including the Discovery Club in Little Rock. They and there's quotes, they would twirl up a drag show. Twir, twir, uh, these are quotes from Burks. Um, they would twirl up a drag show on Saturday night and here'd come the money. That's how we'd buy medicine. That's how we'd pay rent. If it hadn't been for the drag queens, I don't know what would have what they would have done. In 1988, Norman Jones, owner of the Discovery Club, created Helping People with AIDS, where Burks worked for several years. After the passing of the Ryan White Care Act in 1990, which made care for people with HIV and AIDS more readily available, good thing, uh, Burks struggled to find employment in the field due to her lack of professional qualifications. Although, during the during Bill Clinton's uh, presidency, she did serve as a White House consultant for AIDS education. Burke's patients lived around two years beyond the national average life expectancy for men diagnosed with AIDS. At that time, catching the interest of the Center for Disease Control and Prevention and the National Institutes of Health, which sent researchers to investigate, which is, that's amazing. During the AIDS epidemic in the 1980s, she used her salary as a real estate agent to care for AIDS patients whose families and communities had abandoned them. Due to the stigma surrounding the disease at the time, she was often the patient's only caregiver, only until... They eventually died. She is additionally recognized for burying more than 40 AIDS victims in her family cemetery, like I said, and that is in Hot Springs, Arkansas. I typically like to have episodes that are interesting, educational, exciting, humorous, and even scary sometimes, but I don't think I've ever done such a serious episode. But when I read about her story, Ruth Coker Burks, I felt I had to do an episode on her. While reading about her, I got emotional multiple times. Yes, it is tragic to learn about so many lives lost. As of 2019, about 32.7 million people have died from AIDS-related illness since the beginning of the epidemic. But what got to me was the seemingly endless amount of compassion shown by Ruth. Um, I can I can be quite a pessimist, quite pessimistic when it comes to people. So when I learn a story of compassion where I can't conceive of any ulterior motive, it, it chokes me up. When asked what compelled Ruth to go into Jimmy's room back in 1984, she replied, "I don't know what made me do it. I'm pretty sure God asked me to do it." Um, I like to think, whether you believe in a higher power or not, what made Ruth go into that room was pure empathy. It was an instinctual drive to comfort someone who was in need. Ruth didn't have the power to save Jimmy's life or even take away his pain, but she did have the power to make him feel less alone in this world. And that's worth something. Thanks for listening, Huda Thunkers. Like I said, this is a serious episode. I don't usually get that... <laughs> uh, dark but thanks for listening that's why i kept it short tune in next week i'll maybe i'll counteract it i'll do something a little bit more fun about uh, next week thanks for listening and check you later